So the first rule of voiceover is don't be late. The second rule of voiceover is do not, under any circumstances, be late. Hi, I'm Sean Chiplock, and I'm a full hour late for this podcast. Oh my god, hi, it's nice to meet you. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show. We were just wrapping up and showing the credits. Good to have you on. Well, Sean, thanks a lot for uh, agreeing to join us, and after last week where we had to delay. Yeah, I guess I got you back, huh? <laughs> well, I saw I saw you've been tweeting about Link's Awakening, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah, I've been spending time with the wife and making progress in that. It's like, I, oh, this game means so much to me that I just ended up getting super distracted. <laughs> Did you act, Have you played both of the Game Boy versions? Oh, yes. Uh, I played the original at least three different times in my childhood and as I was growing up. And then about two, three years ago, when the DX version came out in the eShop, I bought that and, of course, played through it and experienced the new stuff. Um, I'd say I'm about two days away, two afternoons away from finishing this game, because I'm at the point now where I'm skipping dungeons. Like, I'm about to clear Dungeon 8, even though I haven't touched number 7, 4, or 5. Um and uh, after, and I'm pretty much done with the heart pieces and the secret seashells, so at this point it's just clearing the dungeons. So it's probably tonight to finish Dungeon 8, tomorrow is finishing 7, 3, and 4, and then either tomorrow night or the day after that is finishing the game. Okay. Uh, it, it's actually funny, we have not as, as much uh, Trails questions as you might expect. For That's someone. good, because it's been a while since I played <laughs> Trails, and I, I still need to catch up on that. Actually, uh, okay, like, I played one, and then I made significant progress in two, and then stuff like Demon Gates 2 and, and Mary Skelter and all this stuff came out, and I didn't have anything else to do, so I moved on to those games, and now it's like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready for number three, of course. <laughs> uh, you guys play any mobile games? Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that for just a few moments. Um, you're a huge fan of uh, Gagalia Lock. Yes, I am. I think oh, man. Uh, doing a bare minimum accounting, I believe I've spent about $5,000 on the game by now. But I know... Oh my God. Hold on. I know that it's not the actual minimum because that's, that's like not even counting stuff that I know I need to count. If I had to give an actual estimate, I would say in the year that Dragalia has been around, I've spent just about 7500 Oh, man. Um, when did you start playing? Uh, day one. As soon as it came out. Day one. Oh, um, I think I started playing that on like six-month anniversary uh, or whenever the Fire Emblem Heroes event started. And uh-huh. I got so excited because I got Marth and the Prometheus Dragon, I think. I was just so, like, but I was so bummed out because I just figured out that I missed out on my favorite Grand Blue Fantasy characters that crossover to Grand Blue, uh, crossover to Dragalia Lost, which is um, Albert and Lily, and they're most of my children, and I wanted them so bad. Oh, uh, my friend Lizzie Freeman actually voices uh, Lily. She is the only. Oh, no. wow. She's, yeah, she, they used uh, the English cast for that, same with Fire Emblem, so. Um, for a while, she was the only United States cast member in Dragalia. The rest was a Canadian cast. Oh, interesting. Man, it'd be, it'd be fun if you get to voice someone from Dragalia. Oh my god, don't, 
don't get my heart <laughs> going, man. Oh, and you've noticed the Mega Man、um, yes, crossover. Yes, I'm so I I've already stockpiled, and thankfully I I did have to spend more than I wanted to to get、uh, the Gala Prince during this anniversary event, but not it could have been worse. It could have been far worse. That's all I'm gonna say. So. I, I've still got a stockpile. I get the monthly packs every month, so that's going to be the monthly pack of Diamantium coming in. So I am going to stockpile, and I'm going to spend as much as I have to to get all the Mega Man units because they're probably going to be limited. All so far, all the crossover events have been limited, like with Fire Emblem or the holiday events, like with the Chinese New Year's. So something tells me the Mega Man units are going to be limited too, and I am not done pulling on that banner until I have all of them. <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't know, but but I, if I remember correctly, the Galilee、uh, Lost changed how banners work. That they got rid of、um, worm prints. Ah,、uh, they did. It's now just adventurers and dragons. You can buy worm prints from the shop for Eldwater. However, there are certain limited worm prints, like usually like the Valentine's Day worm prints, where they are available in the shop during the event. But then once the event is done, they're not available anymore. But in general, you can just go in and buy them anytime. But since they now randomly drop very rarely from certain quests, it's not a good idea to buy them unless you absolutely need them for whatever reason. Because there's always the chance、mm-hmm. that you're going to get them randomly from the mission. Uh huh. And I don't know if like you're familiar with Grand Blue Fantasy, but I know that Grand Blue Fantasy has crews. But do they have like some sort of a guild on the Galley Lost、uh, alliances? You mean? Oh yeah. Oh, so there it is. There is. Yes. So like,、um, you get to take on raids as a co-op or something? Um, no. The raids were always a thing with co-op. The alliance right now is just kind of more of like a guild thing, where like you check in every day to get some stamina refilling items. You can create rooms that only guild members can join. Right now, there's not a whole lot to it, but it's still it's still a good idea to be a part of one. So I'm gonna have a favorite adventure right now. Uh, Galacleo is super powerful right now.、Oh, she's she's so cute.、Good. I think when I, I haven't, I haven't actually played Galilost since the Fire Emblem、um, event, but I remember liking Hawkeye. I think was his name because I thought his design was cool.、Mm-hmm. What else? I mean, Albert and Lilith are also given, but I think I really wanted to go for like the summer characters too, but I didn't just have enough like、uh, what do you call it, the currency to pull for them. Right. Yeah, I've I've had currency over time, just because that's where most of my spending happens. Is I don't buy like the weekly packs or the stuff like that, but I'll always get like the the resource pack that's available once a week, and I also get all the monthly packs because the unbind items are really important for me.、Uh, but outside of that, so so you know, generally if I get stuff I want from a banner early, I get to save up. And then, as I've collected units over time, it's gotten to the point where you know I can check what's going to be in the upcoming banner, and if there's if it doesn't look like it's something that's absolutely necessary, or if I don't have to spend because I got it for free during the daily rolls,、um, I'll save the wormite too. So, for example, you know when they had the repeat of the Valentine's Day event, I did not have to do any summoning besides the dailies because I already had the、uh, the units from the first time it came around. So. I've stockpiled. I could do like fifty tenfolds at this point right now if I really wanted to. That's I could a lot. Pull, I could do a tenfold fifty times, and that's before the October monthly packs. So I'm set. I hopefully I'm set for when the Mega Man event comes in. But. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, you have you have to have them. I mean, I probably almost your brand now. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So, yeah, uh, is there any questions you had for us? Um, what is a game... Yeah, for each of you. What is, it's a three-part rule. What is a game that you don't think you'll ever go back to anymore, but will always be like a cherished part of your life or your memory because you've done everything, you're finished with it, there's no reason to go back. What is a game that you've already beaten before and you want to go back to it again sometime? And then what's a game that you haven't played yet but you really want to? Oh, okay. The, the game that I finished that I don't think I'll ever come back to is uh, the Nonary Games, or mm. Zero Escape series, mm. which is um, very disappointing because I really wanted to get back to, like, I didn't want to return to the feeling of going, in on, not going on in blind because, like, the plot twists are amazing, and the story is good too, and I really appreciate your work as Santa there, Sean, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, oh man, like, I remember um, getting the axe ending on Zero Escape, like the first one, and it was at night, and I was so shook that I couldn't sleep. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, um, so, yeah, Zero Escape for sure, and... I'm really looking forward to, I don't even know how to pronounce this game, AI Somnium Files? Yeah, it's either AI or I the Somnium Files. It's, it's supposed to work multiple ways because AI, artificial intelligence, I because of, you know, uh, the pronunciation of AI, which also matches the eyeball, and uh, I, which is the Japanese word for love. Because uh, oh. they, said, they said the theme focuses a lot on, on relationships. That's interesting. And I think so, they even said it's based on different types of love. So there's there's all sorts of intended meaning. Oh man, I can't wait to get on that. I'm, I'm just waiting for a sale for it to happen because I'm kind of broke because as much as I said that I don't want to spend money on gotchas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that why they call them gotcha? Exactly. Gotcha. That's, I thought... <laughs> I thought apparently that's not what it's about. It's based really? on the 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 kacha, the sound of like a slot machine when you, uh. when you hold the arm and it goes kacha. So <laughs> it's based on the onomatopoeia for that. But I think that my head canon is it's ah gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's true. I don't even want to think about how much money I've spent on Fire Emblem Heroes. I my life yeah. will be better that way. <laughs> How about you, Tyler? So one that I'm pretty much done with and wouldn't come back to, even though I loved it a lot, is probably Valkyrie Profile, because I've beaten it, and there's only, like, you know, the the bad ending or the good ending, really. And I loved it. It was an excellent game. But I don't really have any drive to go back to it um, after. Yeah, I'm just done with it, and and I will forever love it. Uh, A game that I would love to see remastered would be Ace Combat 4, that one is my favorite Ace Combat game, and I know that you did a voice in Ace Combat 7, um, or a couple of voices, actually. Um, I, I apparently did, but like 80-90% of the content that I voiced for didn't end up in the final cut of the game, <laughs> so I, I voiced for Ace Combat 7, but I don't think I'm in Ace Combat 7. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I enjoyed Ace Combat 7 nonetheless, uh, but I would love to see 4 uh, remastered. Um, 
and hey, maybe you could do a voice in that one if they ever do that. Uh, right. And then a game that I'm looking forward to is, of course, uh, Cold Steel 3. Yes, 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 yes. Just a little game. I think, I think people are in for, for a real treat. Oh, man, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, Wait, what, is the, what was the second part of your question again? My memory's bad. One game, sorry, I know I made it really complex. A game that you're done with forever, a game that you want to go back to or would absolutely play if they remade it, and a game that you haven't played yet but want to. I think the game that I would play if they remade it was um, probably the, one of the Dragon Quest ones. I actually haven't played Dragon Quest, but I'm interested in it. You know what? Same. I've played two Dragon Quest games. Eleven, which I'm going to work on as soon as Link's Awakening is done, and Dragon Warrior Monsters. And that's it. That's it. And I'm so mad that I'm so mad that they didn't bring uh, 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 Terry's Wonderland, the remake for the 3DS stateside. Um, I think I'm more interested on Dragon Quest now because Hero made it on Smash. But I, even before that, I know a little bit about Dragon Quest because of Dragon Quest Builders. I just know that it looks like Minecraft, it probably plays like Minecraft. <laughs> but I've heard a lot of people say good things about Dragon Quest, so I'm kind of interested about it. And Actually, Monster Hunter 2, I guess, but that's for another time. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know if when this is coming out, but the Mana games too, I'm kind of interested about that. Secrets of Mana, I think, or Trials of Mana? Oh, uh, Trials, Trials of Mana is the next one out, but I'm, I'm bummed because I got to be in Secret of Mana, but, and, uh, and based on the release date, I'm positive they've already done the recording for it, but I never saw any auditions for it whatsoever. And it's, it's got me nervous because... The company said they are absolutely interested in looking into modernizing the other games, which Secrets of, Secret of Mana was the second, Trials of Mana was the third, and the fourth was Legend of Mana. And Legend of Mana was one of the three games of my childhood, next to Bomberman 64, The Second Attack, and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. So I cannot begin to describe to you how much it would mean to me to be a part of Legend of Mana in any capacity if they remade it and localized it. Oh, jeez, that's like a dream come true. So that actually leads me to a question about uh, just voiceover work in general, because you said that you didn't hear any any calls for it. Uh, it how does how do you generally get um, booked for things? Uh, is it stuff that you go out and seek, or is it people seek you? Well, getting booked is usually a matter of having an audition that they like enough to want to hire. But how I get the auditions varies. For union gigs, uh, generally you will have an agency that represents you for union work. Um, and the, the client will send out the audition calls to the agencies, and then the agencies will send it out to their talent. For non-union, generally, the talent are directly part of the roster for a recording studio, such as Bang Zoom, or Dave and Dave, or Keyword Studios, or Studiopolis. And uh, the dubbing company gets the contract for the game or show, which means they get the audition sides of the characters, and then they send it out to their talent roster from there. So... A too long didn't read of it is either an agency or a dubbing studio gets the audition side, sends them out to the relevant talent they think may be a good fit, depending on which characters they're sending out. The talent submit auditions, and then the client picks the character from there, or picks the talent they want from there. Okay. Now, I uh, I, I recently saw something you tweeted that um, you were very proud of, that you uh, tricked some British people into thinking that you were a native British person. Uh, person with your accent because it was so good uh yes it's because their their uk office was looking for a british accent of an american spot in order to show to to advertise in their british branch and 
you know, it said, you know, you, you don't have to be a native British person to apply, but we do need a British accent. So I sent one in um, and they apparently convinced them. So I got hired for it. And that was sweet. I was talking about a friend about Persona 3 and she uh, sent me this video about, and it was you in there. I think it, you voiced Ryoji there. Okay. I think it was on 2000. 2010, I think. Um, I can show you a video if you want a refresher yeah, yeah. or something. Is it, is it the Ryoji Ventures one? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. It's um, almost a decade even. Were you already doing some voice works from, at that time? Uh, I've been doing voiceover since the beginning of 2007. Uh, the timetable is that I started in 2007. My first paid gig was late 2009, but I didn't really go full-time with it until uh, around mid-2013. But I, I've always been doing a range of work, whether it was paid, independent, freelance, stuff like that. Uh, and, and if there's a project that catches my interest and they're looking for voices, I'll generally see if they'll take submissions as well. So I don't really limit myself. You know, I'm just as much driven by what my heart is drawn to do. Uh, as I am what my wallet is open for. <laughs> That's amazing. I actually really like your performance on Ryoji too. Thank you. It's very funny. I actually That's didn't find there. out that you were that you voiced Rivali until at, well after I had played uh, Cold Steel. Uh, so that was really cool to go back uh, to to yeah. find that. Uh, what's funny is not generally the only people who recognize what I mean when I say Rivali or. Breath of the Wild is when I'm at conventions where, you know, fans would be expected. The closest I've come to anyone recognizing it outside of the convention was uh, a, a man who was in like his 40s or early 50s, who when I brought up that he was the newest Legend of Zelda game, his response was, oh, I had a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I feel awful because I actually haven't reached that point in Breath of the Wild yet. I'm just busy cutting leaves or cutting grass. There's so much to do on that game, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's so sidetracked so easily. Right. Have you finished it, Sean? I actually have not taken it out of its box. I have a master oh. edition. I have a master edition unopened box sitting in my room. And yeah, the problem is that I I am a person who has to finish something once they start it or else they're gonna lose all progress. Like Jamie Two. Jake yeah. Come Two, I restarted like three separate times before I actually beat it. Um and, and just looking at how many shrines there are to do and how much there is to do in that world, it's so intimidating. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I can't find, and my career has only continued to grow, which has left me with even more general free time. I had to remind myself to get back to Link's Awakening before I forgot what progress I'd made. So, bad chance that I'm going to be <laughs> starting Breath of the Wild anytime in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate. I can only... I can only do one thing at a time or even watch a show one show at a time because well even then if I watch a show I won't I won't be able to go back to the game I was playing because I'll be so engrossed to it right so both uh, Josh and I watched the uh, panel that um, for the Cold Steel 3 panel that had I asked the one that NIS America did yes um, and oh yeah that was so fun uh, I've seen pictures there's a couple of pictures that you've posted of yourself on Tumblr as well with your your sword, like green sword, where did you get that? Uh, I had it custom made by someone who, I don't remember how I got in contact with them. I just, I, I ended up finding someone that did cosplay stuff 
Um, I think it might have been because one of them, I had been invited to a meetup with the group at Anime Expo, and it turned out that one of them happened to do cosplay prop stuff. And so I said, well, you know, I missed I missed the chance to, to pose with you guys um, last year, so I should get a sword for this year. And so I ended up commissioning him for that. Um, actually, speaking on Tumblr, I actually didn't realize this until um, Tyler pointed it out to me, but it turns out that you're the one on the GIF with the Mega Man GIF that was yes, destroyed. That is, I, didn't even, I didn't even realize that. That is you me. you went viral. Uh, I, I love that uh, at the time that Mega Man was announced for Smash, or uh, that they announced he was coming back, it made a second wave. And they're like, yes, he's back for Smash Ultimate. You know, this man embodies the hype of every Mega Man player out there from Smash 4. And I, I wasn't made aware of it until like months after the fact, but I was very grateful to be the face of the Mega Man fandom. Oh man. I remember seeing it during the, the, cause that was during the invitational thing, right? Uh, yes. That uh, was E3 invitational before Smash 4. Yeah. I remember seeing it when it was like live on the feed and I was like, yes, that's the guy right there. And, uh. <laughs> that was actually I I don't even know how I found it again, but I found it on Tumblr and you were responding to someone like that's literally me. Like, oh wait a second. Like this guy, he he's it's Reen Schwarzer. <laughs> I do have to ask, Mega Man is one of my favorite uh series as a whole. Um I just I love the classic Mega Man and Mega Man X platformers. So how many Mega Man games have you played, and which ones are your favorites? Well, offhand, I'm going to state that I've played all of I've played all of the classic, uh, except for the newest one. I haven't gotten around to eleven yet. I know I'm ashamed of myself too. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the next time I'm on a flight because that is a flight game. That okay. is a sit down when you have a six hour flight for a convention and just plow through that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played all of the classic series except eleven. I've somehow played all of the X series sporadically through the X collections, but I don't remember much of them. Okay. Um, I've played all of Battle Network. Uh, I've played the first game of Star Force, but I do want to get back to it. Uh, I've played Legends 1 and 2 and Tron Bond Adventures. I have not played ZX. I haven't played anything of ZX. Um, Mega Man Legends... Mega Man Legends is my favorite in regards to my career because there are so many times that I would quote lines from the characters in the game and for a game that came out with voice acting in an era where voice acting was often an afterthought, um, it was a really whimsical, enjoyable performance from the vocal cast. Uh, But in terms of favorite game of all time, it has to be Battle Network 3 and just the Battle Network series in general. Honestly, you can just consider Battle Network to have stopped after 3, and no one would hold a gun to your head for it, because <laughs> uh, that's when the team wanted it to end, and they were forced to make more after the fact. Um, but just Battle Network 3 introduced me to so many cool things, like dissonant tones and music, just the way that it handled you know, turn-based gameplay with the chip system. It, it, was, it was... They didn't have anything copy off of, they just had inspiration draw from different series like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon, and the way that they put it all together into something brand new was so incredible. It was such an experience, and I I cherish that I was around to experience Battle Network fresh when it came out. I played Battle Network for like a few minutes when I was a kid, and I think I recall there was a show about it on TV before, Mm -hmm. but yeah, when I played Battle Network before, I actually enjoyed it, but I 
I actually kind of want to start playing it right now because it seems so interesting looking it up right now. Because there's so many good music tracks, dude. It's it, the entire soundtrack is an earworm. I promise you. You said you played all the classic series, and somehow you played all of the X series.、Uh, what ones do you like out of those ones? Those ones I'm a little bit more familiar with. This this is a totally uh, uh, valueless, worthless opinion, but I enjoyed <laughs> X8 the most. Okay. Because、um, I, I just really liked. The, the graphics at that point,、um, I、uh, it's the one that I remember the final boss from the most, like the outer space battle that you had.、Um, I enjoyed getting to play as Axel and Zero and、uh, X at the same time. So、uh, one and two were the ones I played the most because of Mega Man Extreme in the collection. But the one time that I played X8, it just it was the most interesting to me. I also have to give kudos to.、Um, Command Mission, Mega Man X Command Mission. Okay, yeah. The the RPG because I love I love anything that has like skill trees and level ups and stuff like that. So that was that was a lovely game that I enjoyed. And then of course Network Transmission is possibly one of my favorite spinoff games just because the soundtrack is so good. It's so good, and I loved seeing. A battle network game turned into a side scroller platformer, and getting to see how the chips translated into 3D attacks—it was unique. It was unique, and I enjoyed it for that reason. Well, that's—I always like、um, hearing、uh, opinions of people that have are that are really into the games that I haven't played. Because, I mean, my favorites are like the boring favorites that everyone always says are the ones that they like, like two and X and everything, and, and that's that's fine. But I I haven't. Actually, talked that much about some of the other games, so I'm going to have to go back and try some of these. I've played Mega Man Six far more than any human being ever should, <laughs>、um, because apparently Mega Man Six was like the worst selling of the classic series. Like that's why Nintendo stayed because it came out at like the very end of the lifespan of the original NES. But I Mega Man Six was the first Mega Man game that I owned when I was a child. So I, I beat Mega Man. Oh my god. I think I've beaten Mega Man Six like forty three, forty four times. Thirty <laughs> six, thirty six of those times were on the original NES.、Um, the other six times were on the Mega Man、uh, Classic Collection that came out on GameCube. But it wasn't until number forty that I realized it had the same boss weapon weakness system that all the others had. And it wasn't until number forty-two that I discovered the energy exchange item. The, the first, literally, the first forty times, I was just beating every boss with the Mega Buster. Like it didn't, it didn't occur to me that they had weaknesses to weapons like the other games did. I only just found out that the、uh, like within the past, actually, it, it was it must have been when Smash Four came out,、um, mm. when. Mega Man came in to the game, and people were like, "Oh yeah, the 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 Metal Blade is like super effective against everything in Mega Man 2." <laughs> I always just use the Mega Buster in that one. I know that you started. You were like the the founder of a series of tournaments that. Was、uh, Smash Four, and I don't think、um, at least it, you don't compete in it anymore. Or does that tournament series still go on?、Uh, yes, Mega Smash Mondays, which 2GG has since become the owner of, but it is still going strong. It's now had over 200 tournaments total.、Um, yeah, it's just continuing to 
grow. It's probably one of the most premier SoCal weekly tournaments that exist out there. Nice. And, oh, wow. And you started that with uh, a couple of your friends? I did. I started it with Champ Tangwon Kitsiri, who's now uh, one of the heads of 2GG and now helps run, the, uh, now basically owns the tournament series. And Habib Caesar, who was a, a Smash friend of mine um, that I've known for several years since I got active in the SoCal tournament scene. Um, and we just got, we were so, at the time that we created it, we were so tired of the oversaturation of weekend tournaments. There were like eight different tournaments split between Friday and Sunday, and none during the weekdays. And we were like, let's just throw it post school day, weekday tournament that people can choose to come to. And so we were the first weekly weekday tournament uh, that happened on Monday. And we inspired uh, people starting 6 or 7 p.m. weekday tournaments. So it did start with MSM. So you picked up Mega Man because you liked Mega Man uh, anyway, but were, were you one of the people that were like, I like this character and I'm going to make them work for me? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I, was, I was like, I don't care if he's Zelda tier, I'm going to make him seem like he's good. So I'm glad that players like Scat and Pete Nut and others have actually shown what he's capable of. I doubt I will ever get that good just because I'm not willing to put that kind of time on top of my career. But he's not a bad character and I have a lot of fun with him. And it's kind of funny because the number of people who've said Mega Man doesn't play like a Smash Fighter, he plays like a Mega Man game. And that explains why I'm so garbage with anybody else besides <laughs> Mega Man. Is because I just got so used to his playstyle, and then when you try to translate it to anybody else where spacing is super important, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> Does he feel different after the transition from 4 to Ultimate? Because I know that I mean, I play Kirby on 4, but he feels just so different on Ultimate that I had to drop him for a... The big change for me is that I can no longer kill people using Leaf Shield, because a huge part of my shutdown game for Melee was using Leaf Shield to pressure them and then get them into the hit stun, grab them, and back throw for a kill or forward throw or something like that. But now that Leaf Shield is always thrown, there's no way to grab. It's removed one of my main kill options. So most of my killing is done either via spiking back airs off stage or a lucky up smash and it's for me it has nerfed my kill options because i relied so heavily on that yeah i would agree with that i don't play a ton of mega man i play peach and duck hunt but like the fact that it just gets thrown the leaf shield just goes away so fast every time you try to pull it out it's like well it's almost like not useful at all now, you have competed some in Ultimate because you went to uh, Genesis this year, I think? Uh, yes, I believe so. And how much uh, training did you do before you went to that, or did you just... <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, just my, my career's kept me super busy. It's to the point where I've been really inactive from the tournament scene. I showed up for MSM for the 200th tournament and did okay. I did okay. And I still managed to do some surprising uh, amounts of performance. Like at Hyrule Saga, I hadn't done a lot of training, but I think I got 33rd place or something like that out of over 450 entrants. Um, A lot of people found it really funny because Ravali, a.k.a. me, tied uh, with placing Link. We were both 33rd. (laughs) So people were like, it's the story. Ravali and Link are still neck and neck. Do you have any specific sets that you're really proud of or that you really, really liked playing, whether whether or not you um, won or lost them? I honestly, my the one that I'm most proud of is the, there was, on Hyrule Saga, 
the match to get out of my pools was against a Roy. And I actually messed up on last game, last stock. I had done the wrong move off stage, and I knew that I was too low to recover. I was going to try anyway, but I knew I was too low to recover at that point. I was going to be just shy of grabbing the ledge. So I use up B. Roy doesn't know I'm too low to recover and goes to try and spike me whiffs it but because of where he positioned himself i got a footstool off of him or i got a like a it was a wind box i got a wind box on the jump um so it took me above the stage i went from not going to be able to recover to safe he grabs the ledge i managed to correctly guess that he was going to jump recover and kill him with back air so that went from i'm guaranteed to die because i went too low to i just got out of pools um and if roy had done nothing he would have won guaranteed he would have won uh and and so i went on and he didn't and i i ran through that bracket i beat like one of the best robins in california one of the best regional robins that was there i i beat uh a toon link that was extremely skilled i eventually lost i think it was to wadi or whoever the very uh the pr ranked rob is and he just wiped the floor with me but because of me barely making it because of that mistake from the roy i did way better than i would have otherwise it was just, uh, it was a train wreck for everyone i was playing against it doesn't matter so much anymore since we're not in the smash 4 um you know smash 4 is in the past pretty much but i do have a somewhat controversial question i want to ask you uh as oh. a, as a to and that is um would you have experimented with banning bayo in ultimate in smash 4 uh that's a good question like I'm of the belief that the reason why I, I would be against it is because everyone has access to the same character. Is it bullcrap? Yes. But are you prevented from from learning how to play that character in order to also have access to it? No, you're not. So it is, it's, it's obviously up to the discretion of the TOs, but just in a, on a general level, um, unless... I believe in banning a character if there is an exploit, like an actual unintended effect in the game that a character can do that allows them to cheat. For example, Meta Knight and the um, the permanent invisibility that he could do in Brawl. Even though Bayonetta is frustrating, uh, and even though it forces a very specific kind of play style, it's you can learn it and you can punish that. So it's really up to the player whether or not they want to choose to learn that much or put in the effort to do the counterplay or pick up a character that can counter Bayonetta well enough. But outright banning, uh, uh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough of a solid opinion to say yes, she should be banned. Okay, that's uh, that's actually an interesting response that I, I haven't heard as much because usually people try to just make a really big argument about why she isn't good enough to um, uh, to necessitate banning. But I, I actually right. think that there is nothing wrong with experimenting for like, all right, for um, four tournaments in a row, we're going to experiment with this new rule set and then we can have actual evidence if, right. uh, but I, I can also see why a lot of TOs don't want to do that because then that can potentially delegitimize their tournament. Like people wouldn't come to it. Right. I have a couple of questions from people outside, um, from people who are listening, if there are listeners anyway. <laughs> I'm sure there is. But um, people wanted to ask, who is your main on Melee if you played? I don't. I got into competitive. I've played Smash since the very beginning, since the first game on N64. But um, 
I only got competitive at the very tail end of Brawl's lifespan. Like, I just dabbled on Anther's Ladder and Wi-Fi with Lucas uh, when people had already kind of moved on from the scene. So it was really Smash 4 where I actually started um, getting involved consistently, competitively. So that that's really where it is. I, I, done, I didn't really have a Melee main. Okay. Well, I think the one thing I remember most about Melee is when I rent, uh, when I owned it, or I rented it before I owned it, and I hit Master Hand on very hard, and I did the very last hit as Mario, and as soon as I killed Master Hand, uh, it froze the game, and the and the TV started making an extremely loud noise. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, deleted all my progress. Had to do it again. If you get to voice an adventure on Dragalo Lost, who would you be? Uh, like one that currently already exists? Yeah. Um, the one that I really like is, uh, Ricardo. Or not Ricardo. Um, uh, who is... Is it Ricardo? Is he the healer? The the very timid healer. Let me check real quick. Ricardo, Dragalia... Yes, yeah. Uh, Ricard. Ricard. Uh, the, the very timid healer. Um, he's one of my favorites to voice. I also love Beautician Zardin, or just Zardin in general. Because he's so full of himself, and I love, I just, I just love that what he does. Um, I actually had an audio file that I did where I imitated a bunch of different characters. I imitated like Mikoto, Ricard, um, Beautician Zardin. Oh, Mikoto's top tier character. I love Mikoto. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I was gonna say, but but of course, if if you really wanted to voice a character that's upcoming, I'm guessing it would be a Mega Man character. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they use uh, the American cast like Ben Diskin and others, or if they use a Canadian cast. Uh, going back to Smash, um, how did you? How would you like if you're approaching like a really tough uh, match? How how do you put yourself in a good mindset, or what do you do to get ready for a match like that? You're like maybe an elimination. The more fun I'm having, the better I tend to do. Like if I get super serious about trying to like not mess up or think about how many games away I am from winning a set or a set it just stresses me out but all the times that i've just like not made fun but like observed the fun of the match or silly things that happen or dumb mistakes if i'm laughing during the set i'm generally performing better than usual okay have you ever made anyone cry (laughs) Um, when i proposed to my wife (laughs) i meant in smash oh (laughs) um when i was at the when I was at E3 and Nintendo was having their mini tournaments for Smash Ultimate, uh, the my grand finals match against Ike was over in 23 seconds, something <laughs> like that. Oh wow! Um, uh, the Nintendo rep actually said it was the fastest that anyone had ever taken out the opponent's three stocks. Um, <laughs> so I I was at E3 for all of 25 minutes. I won a gold medal from a Nintendo rep. I think it was from. Uh, uh, not Reggie, but who's uh, who's the guy with glasses? Um, do you know his name? I'm trying to remember. Um, it's not Bill, is it? Bill Trinan, yeah. Okay. So from from uh, from Bill Trinan. So I got a medal from him and a handshake and a photo, and then it went straight home. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that ultimate? Uh, that was ultimate. Yes. Okay. Actually, I have one last question for you. Sure. Uh, What's up? Put it in any order you like. What are your top three all-time favorite games? Oh, that's easy. 
Number three is Bomberman 64, the second attack. Number two is Crystal Chronicles. And number one is Mega Man uh, Legends or Battle Network 3. And it's an uh, it's an absolute tie for the number one. I refuse to pick one over the other. They are extremely special for different reasons. Yeah, but number three, number three is uh, Bomberman 64, the second attack. Number two is Crystal Chronicles. And number one is uh, uh, the Mega Man games, Mega Man 64 and Battle Network 3. That's actually pretty exciting to hear that you like Crystal Chronicles. I'm actually interested in playing that too. Especially that it's being remade, I think. Yes. Yeah, it's being it's being remastered. It's got voiceover. It's got uh, new graphics. I'm super excited. Well, Sean, thanks a lot for uh, coming on to our little podcast here. It was great talking with you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I'm, I'm so sorry again that I showed up late. It's... I, this was the first time all week that I really got to sit down after I was done with errands and, and make progress in Link's Awakening. So it, it just enra- it enraptured me. It just caught my attention, and before I knew it, time had flown by. Thanks for tuning in to our first interview episode of the Kiseki Cast. You can follow Sean Chiplock on Twitter and Tumblr at Sonic Mega, Josh at Crow Armbrists on Tumblr, and myself at Trails in the Sky on Tumblr. That's it. All right.